Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have serial entrepreneur Tony Lamb, who's currently working on a cold brew coffee, but got his start at Cisco Systems, and along the way, his company was on Shark Tank. So don't go away. On this week's tech news, I first want to open up as a reminder that Silicon Valley Insider is not really focused on a political statement. Uh, We get a lot of feedback on the recent shows related to COVID-19, and this is really an education platform for you. We talk about technology, we talk about business, and how it can be used for good or for bad. And we'll be doing many more shows on the implications of technology, but always feel free to email us at info at svnbiz to make comments or concerns. So first up in this week's tech news is it looks like the gig economy is suffering greatly uh, in regards to COVID-19. Lyft and Uber have announced layoffs, or I should say Lyft announced a 17% layoff, which is uh, about almost 1,000 people, and they also furloughing another 250 people. And this is corporate. This is not the drivers. Uh, They also are having uh, across-the-board pay cuts for their executive ranks between 20 and 30%. And along with that news is Uber as well was rumored to be giving out a 20% layoff, and that's not confirmed yet, but you can see the kind of economic toll the pandemic is having. Uh, Airbnb, and I'm not that close to the stats, so I'm reading a site called AirDNA. So they track rentals. And just from month to month, between last month and this month, March to April, there's been a 50% decrease across the board in rentals. Um, I think in the U.S. it's more like 25%. Uh, I didn't know this, but they said that the average superhost is somebody that has 10 properties and is carrying almost a million dollar, uh, half a million dollar mortgage on every property. And so those folks are definitely feeling the effects of the lockdown and uh, are also looking for how to receive a bailout. Um, Airbnb has a process called a grant, and they've been trying to accommodate their users, their hosts, Uh, We'll see how long that lasts, but the gig economy has definitely been affected. I also want to talk about an artificial intelligence-related story, which is Google had been working on a process to identify uh, diabetic retinopathy, so basically looking at scans of eyes. And where the scans came back in the lab as uh, highly precise and accurate they realized that there was flaws in the data by the variables that they can't control. And uh, we've done shows on this, and it's called algorithmic biases. And so it just shows you that as much as people are fearful of where artificial intelligence is heading, and this is actually a good use case where you can detect certain forms of illnesses. In other cases, we've talked about cancers, that the technology still isn't all there yet because people are still trying to figure out how to remove these biases from their models. And that's the tech news of this week. (music) 
Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Tony Lamb, who's a founder in OmniBev, and they are a new premium Vietnamese cold brew coffee that's ready to serve. But beyond the coffee product, Tony has been around the valley for a number of years. He came out of corporate. We both worked at Cisco Systems, and he's done a number of other things, including one of his companies was even on Shark Tank. So today we're going to talk about his journey, how he got here, his entrepreneurial success, and how you can achieve that too. So thanks again. Tony, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Keith, for having me on, on your show. Really appreciate this. No, it's great to have you. And Tony, uh, I think it's a fantastic story coming from an immigrant family and very humble beginnings. Um, I wanted you to talk about your background and then how you ended up being an entrepreneur. Uh, my family background was, you know, I'm a refugee immigrant. Um, their charities in the U.S. sponsored my family, my parents, myself, uh, and my grandparents, you know, down to Southern California. Uh, we lived in L.A. for five years, and we then eventually moved to the Bay Area, where my father got his double-A degree and was able to find a job. While we were in San Jose, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in a poor neighborhood and went to college at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, after four years there, I got my very first job at Cisco Systems. I ended up doing uh, IT analyst work. I was at Cisco for 14 years. Uh, but while I was there, you know, I had an itch uh, because I majored in business. I always wanted to have my own business. I just, you know, I just didn't know what, it, what that was. And one of my colleagues at Cisco uh, one day approached me and said, hey, uh, Tony, you know what? My husband and I, we went to Texas and we went to a wings joint called Wingstop. Mm. We had wings there and we absolutely loved it. And I think that this is something you should really think about. So uh, there was one wing stop in the Bay Area in Oakland, California, the number one wing stop in the entire country. Chase of the product, fell in love with it. Understand, like, I never, ever worked in the food space before, but thought that this would be an interesting uh, opportunity to get a taste of what entrepreneurship would be like. We, we made the decision, my partners and I, made the decision to, you know, let's sign up for Wingstop and let's see if we can uh, open one up in the Bay Area. But the process is, is this, Keith. You, we fly out to uh, the corporate office, which is in Texas. We meet with the, the executives and we told them, hey, you know, we're really interested in opening Wingstop. They said that they want to know, well, how many Wingstops are, are you considering? And at first we we're like, you know, two or three? And they said, no, you would have to open five in order for us to grant you a territory in the Bay Area and for us to even consider you. Uh, we said, okay, we have no other choice, but let's go ahead and let's sign up for five. And so that's what we did. So we'll come back in the next segment and talk about how you choose franchises and how going from okay. Wingstop leads you to Shark Tank and then ultimately... Uh, to the project you're working on now. So thanks for being here, so don't go away. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, special guest Tony Lamb, founder of OmniBev. Any questions or comments about today's show, you should email us at info at svin.biz. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, and I'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. 
That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest is Tony Lam, who is a founder of OmniBev. They have a new cold brew Vietnamese premium coffee that's ready to serve. He's going to talk all about that a little bit later in the show. Right now, we're in the middle of his journey from immigrant to corporate at Cisco Systems to becoming an entrepreneur. We're talking about he and his partner's first endeavor, which was opening up at least five wing stops. Welcome back, Tony. Thank you, Keith. A really quick, a question that I have is yep. what is it like or what's the process like to get on Shark Tank? What the process was like? Yeah, so uh, I, it's, it's a really, it was a really interesting journey for us with Shark Tank. And that was um, they, they, Shark Tank was doing some um, auditioning at CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. They have this every year uh, where they allow um, folks to come down uh, the first 1,000 people to uh, get in line, obviously, will get a bracelet. What you then do is you get a 60-second pitch to pitch your product or your idea to a uh, uh, to some judges. Not the actual judges on Shark Tank, but to the, uh, they call it crew cast judges. And my two partners, Gwen and Christine, um, they flew to Vegas. Uh, woke up really early, got in line, got that bracelet, and it was their turn to go up. They get 60 seconds. And, you know, I have to say that there's two things that we had going on our side. We had luck and time. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what happened here uh, was when when they were giving their pitch, 30 seconds into the pitch, one of the judges basically said, wait a minute here. You guys are the founders of Maven's Creamery, the, the, the company that, makes these uh, macaron ice cream sandwiches. And they said, yes, that's us. And that judge happens to live in a city uh, called Morgan Hill, which is just 30 minutes, uh, I'm sorry, 20 minutes south of San Jose. And he said, you know, your local, our local Safeway carries your product, correct? And they said, yes. Well, you know what? I've been uh, to the, my local Safeway and I purchased your product there. And it tastes absolutely delicious. You know, because of one of the judges, they happened to, um, you know, taste our product, you know, prior to the show, we were, um, you know, we were able to get to the next round. And, you know, when I said we got to the next round, we, you know, uh, had to go through several more interviews to get to the ultimate um, round, which was meeting with the Sharks. And we were able to um, pitch our product. The Sharks absolutely loved our product, we only got one person to uh, bite, so to speak, uh, invest in our, in our company, uh, and that was Barbara Corcoran. Um, she was the sole shark to, uh, you know, believe in our product and, you know, to uh, invest in it. Uh, obviously, this was a, a, a big um, milestone for our company because we started in a garage and we ended up striking a deal in Shark Tank. Today, we're in 300 locations. We're in 12 states on the East Coast. Um, we have, you know, Disney. We have American Airlines. We have uh, all sorts of 
food services uh, wanting to carry our product. And so, you know, I got, you know, a, a good taste of what um, going on a show would mean to a company. Uh, I was able to build a large network of um, other partners in the industry. And so with that experience, I was able to kind of use that for my next venture, and that was with Omnibus. Earlier, you were talking about how your initial foray into entrepreneurship is to open up Wingstop. So you're talking a little bit about the process was like. Uh, ultimately, you got the Chase Center as well, right? Yeah, with the Chase Center, we, that was uh, more of a sponsorship with the Golden State Warriors. And so uh, the Golden State Warriors were looking for a, a partner, and they felt that Wingstop was one of the perfect partners for this. Uh, about six years ago, they uh, approached me. I was the president of the marketing co-op for the 50 stores. There's now 50 stores in the Bay Area. And they asked me, hey, Tony, it would be great if Wingstop and Warriors had a partnership and we can do some, uh, you know, marketing for you guys, you know, through our, you know, uh, sports sponsorship. Uh, at that time, uh, you know, our budget was not very big, but I was a, such a huge Warriors fan. I said, you know what? I really want to give this Warriors an opportunity, uh, but we didn't have the budget. But later on during that that year, six years ago, um, they came back and they said, hey, half the season has gone, and this would be a good opportunity for you to test the market and see what we can do here for Wingstop. And I really, you know, vouched for it, pushed it, got the approval from uh, my corporate office as well as my other uh, franchisee colleagues. And we were we, we basically said, okay, let's do it. Let's be a sponsor of the Golden State Warriors. Now, you know, the Warriors had not won a championship in over 40 years during that time. <laughs> and it's very fortunate for us. We, we had half the season had already gone. And that was the year they won the championship. And, of course, everybody is asking me, how did you know that they were going to win? And I was like, you know, I'm just blinking at them and saying, yeah, I, I knew that they were going to win this year after 40 years, you know. So um, so we've been the official uh, wings of the Golden State Warriors for the last six years. What does that mean? Basically, it means there's no other wing uh, concept that can take that title away from us, okay? Um, we were able to take the, the rights of the Golden State Warriors and, and use the logos and put it on our to-go bags, on our cups, on our emails, on social media. And with this partnership, you know, our sales have gone up every single year. So it's been a great partnership with the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, to, to date. And that's a, that's and a good point. Uh, it's great to have a partnership like the Warriors. Uh, you, you and I are friends. Why don't you also say, because I know a lot of people are very uh, fearful of the unknown, especially living in post-pandemic world, uh, your wing stops are actually doing quite well during the pandemic, aren't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely right now, Keith. I have to say we are one of the very – few and fortunate uh, concepts out there. Now, um, three months ago, prior to the pandemic, Wingstop had been pushing delivery services. So we were already uh, creating commercials, 
promoting it on social media that guys, you know, Wingstop delivers. Now the pandemic happened. Um, you know, we're like, wow, we're in a pretty decent position here because we've been promoting delivery. Um, about 60 to 65% of my business is delivery also. So only 35% is dining. So, you know, I have to say that not all concepts, you know, are, are meant for delivery, but wings is one of those items that can, you know, uh, is perfect for delivery services, meaning people, when they order wings from Wingstop and they get it deliver, they know what they're getting, right, in terms of quality uh, and, and uh, yeah. So, so for us, we've been very, we've been actually very fortunate through the pandemic um, because we were positioned that way. Now, you know, people are saying, well, um, you know, during the shelter in place, um, how did you get the word out, right? And so we doubled down on social media. While everybody was cutting back on social Facebook advertising because the shelter was in, because the shelter in place was in effect, we doubled down and said, Californians, we are open and ready for, um, you know, takeout and delivery. And that was the message that we, uh, show folks, um, during the afternoon and during the evening times. Cause when you're in shelter in place, the only thing you have is really social media, right? Well, and, and Tony, social. that's great. And um, we're, we're running out of time on this segment. We're going to have you back for the third segment. But I really appreciate uh, and why I wanted you on the show is to really help those out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who face, they believe they face an uncertain future, whether they're in corporate, whether they're uh, have or been laid off, or whether they're looking on a way to get back in. Just with the whole pandemic, people are uncertain. I think having uh, someone like you on that's done it all, uh, been in corporate, been um, in a few startups, and right now one of your businesses is doing quite well uh, throughout the pandemic, it gives a lot of people hope. And so I think that the knowledge you have and the advice you're imparting is valuable. So uh, don't go away. We'll be talking uh, with Tony Lamb more about OmniBev when we get back. So if you have questions or comments, about our show, email us at info at biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back with more of Tony. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Tony Lamb a serial entrepreneur who got a start at Cisco and is now working on a cold brew ready-to-serve coffee. And we just talked about his Shark Tank experience. On this week's Cyber Tip, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what contact tracing is. So both on the Silicon Valley Insider Facebook page and on our LinkedIn, we talked about contact tracing where Google and Apple announced that they were going to find a way to merge their platforms when it comes to contact tracing and share data in order to combat COVID-19. Now, contact tracing is not new. It's something that happens all the time if you're a cell phone user or any other device that has a GPS in it. Um, It's an ability to track these devices, and it's not illegal. Cell phones have to do it because they have to know where you are in order to find you. Police and law enforcement have been using this for years to find suspects or to find missing people. So what Google, Apple, Facebook, anything with a cell phone, that in itself has the ability to be a contact tracing device. All that Apple and Google have said 
and I, I believe Apple has almost a billion users, and Google claims to have almost two billion users, is that they're going to merge these data sets together when it comes to contact tracing and allow users to opt in. What that means is that you won't have this on by default. They will ask your permission on whether they can track you, and so like they'll know if you come within six feet of a person with COVID-19 that you might get a text alert or an alert through an application on your phone that, hey, you just walked by somebody with COVID-19, or it might happen next week or it might happen two weeks later. In any case, that's what it is. A lot of fear around the privacy implications on this. Uh, people are worried their data is going to be sold. People are worried whether or not the uh, a health police are going to come knocking on your door. Um, the, right now, both Apple and Google have stated that they want no part in working with uh, certain governments on giving this information out without a warrant. And so there's no immediate fear of whether you opt in or not on whether somebody's going to come pounding on your door. But I will say that it's better to be aware of these technologies and to be conscious of whether you're opting in or not uh, before just blindly doing it. I just heard in Australia that with their contact tracing app, uh, 2 million signed up over the first couple of weeks. So as always with technology, it can be used for good or bad. It's up to you as the user to be educated, and that's what Silicon Valley Insider tries to do is try to educate you, the user. And so that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, I'm joined with Tony Lamb, who is the founder of OmniBev, and we've talked about his journey from coming from an immigrant family, they were actually refugees, uh, to going to college, to getting a corporate career at Cisco Systems. Uh, earlier, we talked about starting uh, a Wingstop franchise, as well as being on Shark Tank with his founders for Maven's Creamery. And now we're going to be talking about OmniBev, a Vietnamese cold brew uh, premium that is ready to serve. Welcome back, Tony. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. So, yeah, so OmniBev, uh, uh, I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it already somewhere else. Why don't you explain the concept of what OmniBev is and, and how the journey has been so far? Yeah, so the my company, OmniBev, we have a uh, total of three of us. Uh, Tammy, who's the founder of, uh, you know, she's one of the co-founder of OmniBev. Uh, her uncle owns one of the largest coffee bean plantation in Vietnam. And when she was uh, visiting him a couple of years ago, he basically said, hey, Tammy, I have this huge land of coffee beans here. I want to enter the U.S. market. Now, he has business in Europe, but he didn't have a presence in the U.S. So he asked her, hey, can you help me figure out how I can get this product, my beans, in the U.S. market? Now, Tammy comes back, uh, her background is in beauty. So she didn't have any experience in uh, food and bev. But uh, through a mutual friend that connected uh, she and I, we were able to um, uh, work together and build this company together. Um, she's very talented. She basically did a lot of R&D with his coffee beans. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Vietnam is the largest producer and exporter of coffee beans in the world. The first is Brazil, and we just recently, in the last couple of years, beat out Colombia. So we wanted to bring coffee mainstream, Vietnamese coffee mainstream. And the product that she came up with was um, two, two of them at this time. Uh, one of them was nitro cold brew Vietnamese coffee. Okay. 
The second one that she came up with was a ready-to-drink Vietnamese coffee with condensed milk. That's the typical Vietnamese coffee that uh, a lot of the Vietnamese people are accustomed to. And uh, we, we did a lot of focus group testing, a lot of R&D for six months, and we got the feedback from everybody. She had to reformulate uh, the product. So in the last five weeks, Keith, we introduced um, our final formulation of the product. And it's been overwhelmingly uh, positive. We're, you know, we're in, today we're in um, three grocery stores in the last five weeks. Uh, we're soon, we were in the process of getting into Facebook before the pandemic happened. So uh, real quick, Facebook uh, did a pop-up with us. Uh, we got 60 positive feedback from employees. Normally a vendor only gets 15 to 20. We ended up getting 60. And Facebook said, wow, this is a really good coffee. So, um, you know, they said, we would like to have you in our micro kitchen. Now, imagine that, imagine Facebook as big as they are, they have 200 micro kitchens. And they don't charge their employees for, for lunch or dinner. They give uh, their employees uh, the drinks and food for free. So um, we were about to get into there, and then the pandemic came uh, and now things are you know on hold right now but uh, we're making a lot of progress signing up restaurants and other grocery chains to, to, to carry our product and so that's that's how we got started uh, so a lot of traction uh, that's been happening in the last five weeks um, uh, with, with with the company got it well it's a fantastic story so you know you're here in Silicon Valley um, very large community diverse community who knows what Vietnamese coffee is, is the strategy to go nationwide or to start off uh, more locally first? I had three strategies that I wanted to go into. One was a grocery chain, one was going into food services, and the other one was uh, e-commerce. Now, I was, as I mentioned earlier, we were going into corporate offices. Uh, I was getting to restaurants, and I was going to save the, the last one e-commerce later on, but because of the pandemic, things have changed. Um, you know, restaurants are still not there yet. No employees are going to the corporate offices. And so what I'm doing now is I'm pushing the product um, uh, through e-commerce. So we had an inventory, you know, of almost four or 5,000 bottles. And within one month, I was able to use social media and we were able to sell out. Mm-hmm. So where I'm at today is we're actually having to wait for a production, our next production run, because we we couldn't make enough uh, for the next produ- production run to happen before I could start selling again. Uh, what's great is I have probably about 25 to 30 different uh, people on the wait list waiting for, uh, you know, waiting for us to have inventory to, to you know, to order online. So it, it's great to have a product, uh, you know, like coffee and then, and, what people don't know is, you know, this is one of the products where a coffee drinker will drink one or two cups a day. And we're hoping that they convert and drink Omnibus coffee one to two times a day. So, But, but your coffee, because um, I've had it, it's got four times the caffeine, so it's more like eight times a day. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we, we want it to be unique, right? We want it to be unique. And we said there's no coffee cold brew out there, especially Vietnamese. They're known for being, you know, highly caffeinated. 
And you're right. Uh, our Good Morning Saigon, which is a traditional one, has four cups. It's packed with four cups of caffeine in that bottle. And uh, I tell you, you know, uh, for people who need that, you know, that jolt or that wake up uh, in the morning, this one will definitely keep you up for a very, very long time. Um, and it's very smooth. If you, you know, if you remember when you drank it, you know, it's very smooth. You don't have that strong, bitter uh, aftertaste to it. And so we've been able to perfect the f- uh, formulation, Keith, and, and people are loving it. How did you decide on the e-com platform to use? So, uh, you know, when I, uh, for Maven's Creamery, we use Shopify. And okay. because of my familiar, familiarity with uh, that platform, we use uh, Shopify for, uh, for OmniBev as well. So we were able to get that up and running, I mean, in almost less than uh, four or five days with the graphics, uh, you know, with, a, with my graphic designer putting the whole website together. So it was a quick, quick, quick process. So when the pandemic happened, we said, okay, guys, we're going to be pushing all of our efforts now towards e-commerce. And so that's what we did. What's next for Omnibev? So our, our end goal is we want to be able to get to the masses with our product. And um, the, the quickest way to do that would be through the large grocery chains. We're talking about the Kroger's. We're talking about the Albertsons of the world. So today, that's where, um, at this time, um, my focus is, is speaking to these grocery chains. Um, I have my Maven Creamery, my macaron ice cream sandwiches in some of these grocery uh, chains today already. So I do have some of that existing relationship with them to be able to introduce OmniBev uh, as a new product. Now, um, I also have currently working with us about four food brokers who have uh, relationships to some of the chains I do not have access to. And so their job is basically to go in front of the senior buyer at each of these grocery chains with our product. And if they sample it, they like it, then we're in those stores as well. My goal is to be in 10,000 grocery chains within four to five years. That's, that's, my, that's my biggest goal for the, for the company. And, uh, you know, again, we just started five weeks ago. We, we, you know, but we're making some pretty good, pretty, pretty good progress here. Um, we, we were, we were actually, we got the green light from Albertson actually to sell our product on their marketplace. So within five weeks, I was able to strike that deal. So we're pretty, like, we're well ahead of schedule, even though there's a pandemic that's happening. Right. That's great news. And so just to be clear, right now, because you're waiting for your next production run, uh, people can't go out and, and buy this, but they can come find you and find out more information. Where do they go? Yeah, so I have a, also a company that I, did for, uh, that I created for consulting. Uh, it's called Launch Your First. Uh, how I came up with that name was basically because of my various um, startups that I've worked with. I, I'm able, I have the ability or have the experience to launch your first product. I have the experience to launch your first uh, franchise. I have the experience to launch your, even your first app as well. That's a whole different story. But um, they can find me by going to www.launchyourfirst.com. And you just fill out a form and, you know, I'll reach out to you once I get uh, your email inquiry.
Well, Tony, thanks again for sharing your experiences. I think it's really encouraging for people who are thinking about jumping out of their, their current environment in corporate or trying to pivot in their personal um, and professional life. So thanks again. Uh, don't go away because when we get back on the pivot, Tony's going to talk about his advice for entrepreneurs. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Be sure to find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. If you miss any part of the podcast or the radio show, you can download us at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. My special guest today has been Tony Lamb, who is a founder of OmniBev. Uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about how Tony is the son of immigrants who uh, came as refugees but really made a way for themselves in the United States. Uh, Tony worked at Cisco Systems before becoming an entrepreneur. He and his friends started a successful Wingstop franchise as well as have been on Shark Tank with Maven's Creamery. Um, in the last segment, we talked about OmniBev, his Vietnamese cold brew that has been in the works and that he is currently uh, selling in select markets. Welcome back, Tony. Thank you, Keith. Hey, Tony. So I wanted you, because it's a great story today, I wanted you to give your top tips or advice to people who want to be an entrepreneur who are thinking about it. Yeah, so um, my advice is basically to find mentors, find successful people who have done this before and learn from them. You know, ask, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to, um, you know, give free, free advice or be a mentor for you. And I suggest, you know, finding these folks and um, potentially putting them maybe even on your board, right? Um, I tell entrepreneurs that, you know, what you guys are doing at the very beginning is uh, you're telling a story. you got to have passion for um, the business that you're about to start, and you got to be able to document it. you got to be able to document your story because when you do one day pitch in front of investors or take this product to a grocery store, they want to know the background story about yourself, where you came from, how did you come up with this idea? And so through this journey that with Omnibet, for example, I've been documenting every single pop-up, every single opportunity that has, you know, uh, you know, come to at my door. You know, we, we got into this very first grocery store. You're going to want to, you know, put that story together because that's going to be so crucial when you um, pitch this idea to investors or a grocery chain. Um, so that, that's, that's one of the advice that I tell folks to do, you know, is um, surround yourself by positive people and successful people and, you know, always have an open mind. You know, I consider myself a, a student of, uh, for life. And what that means is I'm always constantly, even though I have a lot of experience, I'm always open to hearing from other people uh, you know, what, what, what advice they have for me. Cause there's always something that I might not have learned in the past. And, you know, as long as you have that open mindedness, 
um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go very far. I think that is extremely helpful to those thinking about jumping out. And then, in terms of personal thought process on whether somebody should or should not decide to take that leap, what are your thoughts about that? My thoughts on that is. If you are, uh, if you got a family or, you know, even if you, if, even if you don't have a family, my thing, uh, my advice would be make sure you have, um, at least 18 months of your salary saved up. Okay. Reason being is because I, I truly feel that you need that type of runway. So assuming that you didn't have any other income coming in, you had zero sales for this product of yours. Make sure you have at least 18 months of runway where you're able to support yourself. Because uh, I made this mistake before where uh, at the very beginning of some of the businesses I started, I only had about a year's worth of savings. And when you get to the ninth or tenth month and you're still not making any sales, you start to worry. You know, you start wondering, like, am I going to be able to, to pay my bills? How am I going to support my family? So I tell any entrepreneur, like, guys, you got to be uh, adequately, um, you know, funded for yourself should you go on this journey because you're going to waste, you know, a lot of energy uh, trying to uh, figure out how you're going to make money to support yourself when your focus should be, how do I get this product out to the market? So that's one of the key questions I would ask people, like, before you start, do you have enough money to take care of yourself before you make this leap into, um, you know, this this business uh, venture? Yeah, no, that, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I just want to clarify, um, I would say the same thing, but 18 months of expenses. Make sure you have 18 months of expenses um, if, you, if you can <laughs> do that. That will give you a sufficient cushion to decide whether this is really for you or not. Uh, one other thing I'd like to uh, plug uh, for Tony is, again, you can find him on, what was your domain, Tony? Launch Your First. Okay. And, Tony, I really do, once again, thank you for being on today's show. I think it's really inspiring, um, your personal journey. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Keith. Uh, it was great speaking with you. I had a great time here. So for today's show, I really want to end on this note. I know it's a time of uncertainty for many of you. Having Tony on was really about someone who decided that they wanted to jump out of corporate and start their own thing and was tenacious at doing that, you know, between doing the Wingstops and Maven's Creamery and now the Omnibed coffee product. It just shows you that if you've got the tenacity, you can make your dreams come true. And that's why we just want to encourage you that if you have your product idea, now's the best time to test that idea. If you have a good group of advisors, seek out their counsel advice. Also, you can run it by us. You can email us at intro at svn.biz if you want to test out your product with us. And we're happy to do that. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 